Welcome to Nerd Canon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they are good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Hi, Paul. Hi. Are you surviving our long, week-long blizzard? (laughs) We are snowed in right now. We are snowed in. Thankfully, through the magic of remote, we can do this. (laughs) Right. We did shit remotely before it was cool. Before it was cool, that's ever, right. I don't know if it ever got cool. <laughs> anyway, do you have true. a bad synopsis for us? Sure. This was an entertaining, whimsical, and yet relevant film with an underlying revisionist conceit that belies its emotional attachments to the subject matter. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we'll come oh, back to that at the end. I was uh, very much looking forward to hearing what you had to say about this. <laughs> um, obviously, from that synopsis, you know that we're talking about Wayne's World. Which Wayne's was released World. February- Wayne's World. Hi, Tom. Excellent. <laughs> um, released on Valentine's Day, 1992. Oh, so romantic. Yeah. What grade would I have been in in 1992? Hmm. I don't know. I graduated in 2001. So... Possibly I had a weird little late elementary school paramour on Valentine's Day in 1992. Uh, (laughs) Directed by Penelope Spheris. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, Written by Mike Myers, Bonnie, and Terry, and nope, try again. By Mike Myers, comma, Bonnie and Terry Turner. (laughs) Great. Uh, starring Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Rob Lowe, and Tia Carrera. Carrera. I looked it up, but I forgot. Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> seventy-nine and eighty-four percent. Wow. Okay. Score. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, what was your experience as a kid? I have seen this movie. I don't know how many times, uh, and it was. I was trying to think too. So th- we'll talk about it. I'm sure we get there. But the um, the Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. was, I think, defining for many uh-huh. people. And yes. uh, I don't think that that was my first exposure to Queen in general. But it's probably early on, and sure. uh, and that that definitely was uh, like formational. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? But other than that, I mean, this is set basically in my neighborhood, close-ish, my neighborhood of the country, at least, Chicago, and then they go to Milwaukee, and, like, that was, I grew up in between those two places, uh, so I, this was just, I don't know, all over the place. It was, I feel like I saw this at multiple other friends' houses, and it just was a thing that happened, so, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? It, yeah, it happened a lot. Um yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't, it's one of those things that I don't remember the first time seeing it, but it was on a lot. I, we've talked about SNL, you know, before, and I never really watched a ton of SNL, but I'd started to watch it probably shortly after this time because it was available like on late night, like Comedy Central or whatever reruns of it. Um, so I, I did, I certainly had no like context for this, that it was an SNL thing. Um, but yeah, it was on a lot. Um, Tia Carrere's uh, red dress was a rather pivotal moment <laughs> for me. I will say that really uh, stuck in, in my memory, mm-hmm. lodged, I will say. Um, and yeah, same, the Bohemian Rhapsody thing, I, I think I remembered the most. But there are for sure lines in this that I feel that like quotes that I quote pretty regularly um Mm -hmm. certain things that pop into my memory about it a lot so it was funny to watch it again all the way through because i feel like it's been a long time yeah uh for me um all right well i have two trivias and a lie okay so garth's car dubbed the mirthmobile was sold after production and appeared in a 2015 episode of pawn stars (laughs) okay (laughs) Alice Cooper was 
only expected to sing and have one line. The monologue he gave was unexpected, but he memorized it in a short amount of time. Uh, Garth's love interest, the blonde dream woman, Donna Dixon, ha- um, has been Emilio Estevez's wife since 1990. Coincidentally, Estevez and Roblo are childhood friends. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I thought I had a chance here, but this is a shot in the dark. I see uh, a little silhouette of a man's got a moosh. The, the, so his car showed up on Pawn Stars. Pawn That's a show. Stars. Get it? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think okay. it's the show where the guy with the mustache yells at his son. Oh, right, mark. like I've seen memes of it and stuff. The memes, probably. yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. my uh, only frame <laughs> <laughs> of reference also. Okay. Alice Cooper. Um, Alice Cooper. Man, I really want to believe the one about Alice Cooper. Uh, he, hmm. Okay, I'm going to say that you said it wasn't planned. We'll say, we'll say that Alice Cooper one's fiction because it was planned. Or something like that. Or he had trouble remembering his lines or something like that. No, no, that one's true. So oh, okay. He, well, that's good. So they wanted so I, I can keep wanting to call him Wayne. So Mike Myers yeah. wanted him to sing eighteen like other a different song. Um and they were like, No, 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 we're gonna do Feed My Frankenstein and all the people who played on it are gonna come, like Nikki Six and you know, all these people are gonna come and perform and Nikki Six got like two or three of the other people that were supposed to perform got like waylaid. Um, and he thought he was going to do the performance and then have like one like throwaway line. Um, and he got there and they were like, no, you have this whole like, you know, melee walk and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it turns out that he's like a total history nerd. And okay. so it actually played like really well. And he like memorized it pretty quickly and like really did it, like did the hell yeah. out of it. But he yeah, yeah. wasn't expecting to have to memorize like, you know, anything okay. when he got there. Yeah. They were like, you're going to just have a throwaway. So Garth. Pawn Stars car, that's real too. <laughs> I don't know why, how. Um, it was, you know, uh, they bought it used, whatever it was. It was like a classic and they like painted it and kind of made it look crappier for the movie. And then it like, I don't know, it just got like sold off. And then it ended up in a 2015 episode of that show with a couple other items from like the music store where they play like the no stairway to heaven signs and stuff so i don't know it ended up there (laughs) um and then the made-up one is the dream girl so the dream girl Um, is named donna dixon but she is actually dan Aykroyd's wife since 1983 Oh, that makes way more sense. So, yeah, um, yeah, but Estevez and Rob Lowe are childhood friends. If you are the kind of person who likes to read nonfiction ever or memoirs, um, I highly recommend Rob Lowe's memoir stories. I only tell my friends, and if you can listen to it, he reads it, and it's incredible. And he talks all about how he like casually hung out at. Um, Martin Sheen's house with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, <laughs> right. like his whole childhood. Okay. Um, super good book if you're interested in like kind of learning about. I always like to learn about like the back like alleys of Hollywood, and he talks mm. a lot about that. It was super cool. Hmm. He like was on the Star Wars set and stuff like as a cool. team. Super cool. Anyway, that was a little aside librarian recommendation. But okay. anyway, Dan Aykroyd's wife, <laughs> there 1983, okay. Hatsy Tatsy. <laughs> So, um, I feel like there's something tickling in my brain that like, we've talked about her before or something. With well, we something talked related. about one of the <sighs> episodes. I just did Dan Aykroyd fun facts. I did like oh, okay. Guess the guess the wrong Dan Aykroyd fact, but I yeah. I didn't actually know about his wife. Um, she is a woman who I feel like I didn't think about at all ever again. But then when it started playing, I was like, I very specifically remember this configuration of pretty blonde girl. Like, you know, as soon as her face was on the screen, I was like, yes, this, you know, good job being pretty blonde girl. I don't know. Right. Spheris and Myers didn't get along. They argued about a lot of different things throughout the course of the filming. And she Especially they argued over the Bohemian Rhapsody scene. He wanted it to be, it was originally supposed to be, so a couple different things. Originally it was supposed to be Welcome to the Jungle. And Mike Myers really wanted it to be Queen. So he they fought, he fought like the studio about that and he got it to be 
queen. But then when they were filming it, he was a super bitch about it. He was like, <laughs> I can't headbang. It's hurting my neck. And Garth didn't know the fucking words. That's and obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Carvey well, he's just like goes, annoyed he's at himself. Like, <laughs> right. He's like annoyed at himself for not learning because he looks like a tool and like all of that. So like that whole thing that he was whining. And then when he watched the cuts, he like didn't think it was funny enough and he wanted to cut it. And it's totally the scene that like people remember. Yes. And was like pivotal. And it literally kicked off like a American resurgence and interest in Queen. Also, it was right around the time that Freddie Mercury was passing away, like right Mm. around the time. So it was a whole thing. I think I have like a quote about that. So, yes, Brian May claimed in some interviews that Freddie Mercury saw some scenes before his death and really, really loved it and thought it was so Mm. great. Um, Allegedly, Mike Myers like sent some like dailies to him to see it because Uh, it wasn't really like out yet. So Spherus in some interviews kind of said maybe that wasn't really true, like because it was such a short amount of time between when it came out. Um, But Mike Myers tried to get it to him. So maybe or maybe not. um, (laughs) He got to see it before he passed, but it really kicked off like reinterest in all of that. So that and then um, but they didn't get along and to the point where he made sure that she was not on the director in the sequel. Okay. Um, but she felt like at the end of the movie, like she got most of what she wanted in. And so she was like happy with it. Anywho, uh, Gary Wright re-recorded Dreamweaver for this movie, <laughs> which I love so much. Um, it was just like a, a like a, it was in originally in a different oh, movie, man. and then he like re-recorded it, and it's like a slightly longer version. So if you look to like listen to it, there's totally two versions, and one of them is the okay. Wayne's World version. The Wayne's World um, Dreamweaver, okay? Yeah, um, I love is, it so much. Ah, yeah. Dreamweaver. Um, <laughs> that has become synonymous. That's like the joke I say whenever somebody is like looking smitten at someone else. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is the only Saturday Night Live spinoff movie to date that has grossed over a hundred million dollars, okay. um, including Blues Brothers. Inc- no, including Blues Brothers. Like, oh. um, Rob Lowe has said that he discovered his hitherto untapped gift for comedy <laughs> after okay. meeting Mike Myers, who would sure. later cast him in Austin Powers. Um, and this movie is credited with reviving his career following a sex tape scandal, which, again, you can read all about oh, in his book. there you go. Okay. Stacy buying Mike Myers a gun rack is an actual thing that happened um, See, with an ex-girlfriend of his. Yes, yeah. I knew this was so a real thing. So after the movie came out, he he kind of like based it on you know, this thing that had happened and she had broken up with him and wanted to get back together and she thought it would be funny and he didn't think it was funny and he put it in the movie <laughs> and then she like – Went to the movie all this time later with like a new boyfriend, and she was like horrified. <laughs> Didn't he apologize? I feel like so he apologized. He called or and apologized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, sorry," but also, <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you know that you're dating somebody who's like a comedian, that they're gonna like right comedy. Yeah. You, I yeah. just feel like you know that. That's why I never date stand up comedian. Anyway, okay. Okay. Off the list. <laughs> the, the one thing that's off that Shortest list. Li- no Republicans. <laughs> okay. Oh, Two man. things. Right okay. wing comedians. Um, well, this is double bad. bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Dana Carvey fucked up his face trying to do Garth's underbite. Um, he had oh, to really? like spend every night with bags of ice on the sides of his face because he was doing the like uh, uh, whatever he was doing with the teeth. Yeah. It's going to shock you to know that Tia Carrere is not Cantonese. <laughs> she is a okay. Hawaiian and <laughs> Filipino actress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a teaser trailer for the film was released in November 1991 preceding The Addams Family where Wayne and Garth sing The Addams Family theme song in the graveyard set of the movie. And I went and looked mm-hmm. and you could totally watch it. Wow. Yep. They, yep, they sing Adam's family song. And it's just them in their same fucking costume, and it's 100% in the graveyard of Adam's family. (laughs) Nice, Um, okay. Readily available on YouTube. Wayne Campbell's uniquely American slang proved a challenge for translators in foreign languages. Wayne's line, cha, and monkey's my foot in my butt, uh, was translated into Spanish as when Judgment Day comes. (laughs) Whoa, nice, okay. (laughs) I thought you'd like that. 
Um, Stan Makita's Donuts, which is a fictional donut shop named after the famous Chicago Blackhawks hockey player. The scenes at Makita's were shot at a, can you guess? Is it Tim, isn't Tim Hortons? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, shot at it, it was a whole thing, Hortons. right? Yeah. Because it's so, a hockey so Tim player thing. Yes. So yeah. if you don't know, if you're not in this part of the country, uh, Tim I, Hortons. I didn't know that until this watch through. Yes. Yeah. So Tim Hortons is a chain that's can, primarily Canadian, but it trickles down and it's very popular around us in Buffalo. And it's Tim Horton that I, I only vaguely knew was as you know a hockey player also and famous Canadian. Before the liked. donuts. He was- <laughs> Before the donuts, he was the hockey guy. But then he got really got into the donuts. Right. So for yep. whatever reason or as my daughter calls it tim portons yep there's a lot of nicknames for tim Hortons around here timmy house yep yeah you gotta go get your timmy house mm-hmm. but anyway makita's so that's that and i wondered if you uh if you ever had you know if you even knew who that person was or if you had known that fact i was wondering if you would know i i didn't know it was connected to tim hortons until like this mm-hmm. this rush because i didn't um, know what tim hortons was until you know I came here. And do you like Tim Hortons? I never go to Tim Hortons. You're not Paul's not a coffee guy. I don't drink coffee, so no. But you no. don't want a donut on occasion? Yeah. But see, there's a much better donut place called Paula's. Well, that's true. So I was yeah. gonna say, like, if you had to pick like Starbucks, Tim Hortons, or Duncan, like what would you pick? I don't care. They're all the same. I, pr- I see. Yeah, they're all the same. I see. <laughs> all right. Well, Paul's going to get murdered somehow. People have strong they opinions. Have very strong opinions. Yeah, they this. do. There is nothing more inconsistent. There's nothing more consistent in its inconsistency than Tim Hortons iced coffee. It's a different <laughs> adventure every fucking time. <laughs> It, every time you never know is it might it be hot question mark is it gonna be cold <laughs> you don't know maybe maybe it'll be steaming hot somehow with ice in it and will it be sweet will it be water that looks brown who knows you don't know well i will say this i'm not a tim hortons believer but uh my wife and son are fully converted to tim hortons mm. uh addiction uh, yeah it's available my kids um, have strong opinions about the seasonal donut options mm. and when and when they're not available. Mm. Um, I like Tim Hortons just fine. Although in the last year or so, they opened a Starbucks that's more on my way home. And oh. I have to say, I'm really enjoying some of the Starbucks creations. <laughs> but I like a Timmy Ho's breakfast sandwich a great deal. It's important. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it depends on what you're getting. And it depends okay. on if anyone gave me a gift card. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> how many students? A yeah, how many five dollar Tim Hortons yep. gift cards? Listen, you pay uh, with? yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to talk out here, man. <laughs> thank you, students. Um, yeah, thank you, students. Um, yes, this shit starts with um, Brian Doyle Murray, and I didn't know he was. Brian I forgot he was Doyle here. Mur- I definitely <laughs> forgot he was here too. I almost made him my um, fact. My my. My trivia and a lie, but I thought that was too on the yeah. nose. <laughs> and then Rob Lowe, okay, listen, he plays a weenie in this movie, but he looks fucking great, and I'm so fond of him. See, um, here's I, I, have we talked about Rob Lowe before? I feel like oh, he's probably. not your flavor, though. Um, no, but he's, he's just not, but- so good looking, and he skates by like. Like, here's the thing. Right. Generally, you're right. Somebody who's, like, very clean isn't usually my Is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, super straight looking. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not usually my flavor. Um, But, yeah, he's super handsome. And I, I don't know if it's because I read that book and I know that, like, he's, like, really funny and smart and sarcastic and mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I think definitely reading that book made me like him more, but he's very gotcha. good looking. Um, also, he's on the – we did talk about him because um, he's on the poster in Lost Boys. Well, you didn't talk about him, but my sister and I did because mm-hmm. he's on the poster and it's very gay. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you ever have a Chia Pet, Beth? Yeah. You better fucking believe I did. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. They still um, sell it, Chia Pets? They do. They still sell all kinds and they sell like – like Ruth Bader Ginsburg chia pets and like fucking okay. Bob Ross. Yeah, they sell like <laughs> theme ones now. I had one and it was a complete tragedy, but 
These commercials Whatever. are take take me back definitely to. The I know, early 90s. right? We got the chia pot. We got the clapper. The clapper. Oh um, and this is Ioni Sky from Say Anything is the girlfriend, and this is the only moment of this that she's in, looking uh-huh. ethereal, beautiful, <laughs> bringing everything she needs to bring. She's this tiny scene, and remember having to hold the remote out, yeah, you like to point you're it. like yeah, you're you doing magic, it. yeah. She's holding it arm fully extended out in the air. And she's, yeah, man, fucking 1992 this was. And so she's, yeah, remember how you would just click through, aimlessly click through the channels? You know what's funny? You call it the clicker. And they used to actually click when you click the buttons, Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. old, old ones. I don't think we ever had a clicker clicker, but I'm pretty sure grandparents had a clicker clicker they don't click anymore you call it the here's clicker, it a fun click. fact if you accidentally put your um your uh fire stick remote in the wash when you wash the bedding um <laughs> it will click then <laughs> ask me how i know oh, man <laughs> we wash that shit and it still works but it definitely clicks it now clicks. and it's okay. it's very satisfying and nostalgic uh-huh. Did you have I, um, I Empire that. Carpet commercials here? Was that a thousand? I don't that, know. That reach I don't know. Because that I was literally I not that long ago just talking about this with friends I grew up with, like TJ, and we were singing the Empire Car- 800 Oh no! It's just burned into our brain. No, here like, we have Selena and Barnes, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. ponies. It fun for twenty twenty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's. Awful. I don't know my children's names, but right. I remember. <laughs> I remember that shit. Yeah. Um, I love the clapper. Clap on, clap off the clapper. But anyway, I just, I felt very nostalgic thinking mm-hmm. about having to click through and like those nights when you couldn't really find anything and you just were like channel surfing yeah. for like ever. Yep. Um, but then we get to Wayne's World and we cut to the basement. Basement set. Ron Paxton with the Floby or whatever he calls it in this. The, uh, oh, yeah. The fucking. The hair cutter f- thing. <laughs> the suck cut. The suck cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's—it's sucking my will to live. That's a real thing, though. That's like a real product. Of course, it is. The floby I mean, is the real product. The floby right. is a real product. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. This is the thing. Would you watch Wayne's World? What we see of Wayne's World, would you have watched it? Because I definitely would have watched it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's sucking my will to live. Why yeah. is he so funny when that shit's happening? And I then he can't—he can't people any other time. Right. So Wayne starts this this part I really particularly remember. At the very beginning, you know, he breaks the fourth wall and he's doing his little introduction scene. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason he calls all of his like shitty part-time jobs, he calls them Joe jobs. Yeah. And that has stuck with me and I think of that whenever <laughs> someone's collection, referring collection yeah, he's got a little collection of name tags and hair nuts. <laughs> I absolutely used to save my name tags. So that I remember <laughs> and then yeah. yeah. And then this is where we get Shia and monkeys might fly out of my butt. <laughs> right. I, I was he thinking looks this is so such... young here. Okay. Well, uh, okay. They look much younger. Okay. But do they look as young as they're supposed to be? Do they look early twenties? No. He's like no. twenty seven and Gar's like thirty six. <laughs> right. I don't think like they don't look as but also like we don't really care, I don't think, in this movie. No, I don't, know. I don't think we really care. Um well that's the funny part about these SNL movies because when they're in SNL, they just are, they play whatever age because they're right. just doing skits and they just throw right. people, which is like why when we watch Coneheads, he's like 42 and he's playing the teenage girl's girlfriend right. because like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So all of that. But yep. I forgot how much breaking of the fourth wall, I guess, oh, yeah. is in this, but that's something that they do that I really like. And so then I we like get the Bohemian. Garth's little high to the audience. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um. I like how he's super nervous to talk to the camera, but then whenever he does, he's always like really figuring something intelligent out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that Wayne doesn't see. It doesn't probably surprise you to know that like, again, Mike Myers was kind of a weenie about like not really wanting it to be the two of them. He wanted it to be like his own thing mm. when they were making this. But I really think the duo of them, yeah, I you know, is what makes it. it just Wayne. No. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, then we get to the Bohemian Rhapsody scene. I love it. I love you see all 
all the like lit up different things on the mm-hmm. way, and then they they have a mini break to go get Phil, their get Phil. friend, and what then this this is car? something. This is something I think of all the time, especially with little kids. If you're gonna spew, spew in this, tiny little Dixie cup. He has a Dixie Dixie cup cup. in his pocket. Yeah, and it's all crumpled. (laughs) So I feel like you know, every once a year we get a good stomach bug going here. Um, We started the new year. We rang in the new year with a stomach bug, and uh, I I think of that every time. If you're gonna spew, (laughs) spew in this, because you know you have the puke bowl, right? Um, So I think of that every time. Um, Also, Phil. The drunk guy um, yeah. looks like a combination of like a like a Revolutionary War soldier <laughs> and Billy <laughs> from Hocus Pocus. Yep, the yeah, hair he does the hair. It's a it's weird a, hair. It's, it's a weird a ponytail. Hate crime. Yeah, because I feel like maybe he just had short hair and they like stuck a ponytail on the back yeah, of his head. That's what it, it feels looks, like. Yeah, yeah. It looks terrible it looks terrible. gonna be somebody's friend right he's like like mike myers friend or something sure like. sure yeah he has no fucking discernible lines he's just there was one of the guys he's a mechanic I, right great uh, i always yeah. thought yes he is a mechanic um a total scene that doesn't need to be there and right. that's this <laughs> I whole movie that the, too sure there's other two friends the two like low-key blonde guys like with the big yeah, metal hair right. both like kind of hot both like have a couple of funny little moments, uh-huh. but Phil just, yeah, maybe barfing. Yeah. Um. When we stop to drool over a guitar, which again reminded me of when you asked me if I ever stared outside a window at a Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I like how he says it will be mine. Oh yes, and then he says mm-hmm. that about Cassandra later. He does. Yeah. His shirt is very tight, and his posture is very weird. <laughs> The, the whole movie is like that, I think. And I know yeah. that that's He's, like on purpose. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know that we're wearing a costume. I understand. Um, I know that was not like what Mike Myers dressed like, but right. um, I feel like we're closest to seeing what Mike Myers actually looks like dressed like. And so I married an ex murder, which I would love to cover with yeah, you. But I was thinking about that too. Yeah, one yeah. of my favorites. But anyway, very tight. And obviously, the tucking of the hair is like a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it reminds me of. You know, in SNL, when we have our little recurring characters, I just did it and it looks terrible. Um, (laughs) When we have like the recurring (laughs) characters and they do their little like trademark thing too much. What was the, was it, what was the girl who sniffed her armpits? Oh, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. So like, and then she did it like all the time. And I feel like he does the hair tuck too much. He like assigned that as like a Wayne thing but he does yeah. it like constantly although for the record people who tuck their hair behind their ears do do it every minute both hands though uh, yeah both hands well and he's also it feels like he's trying to keep the wig in place like with the <laughs> hat <laughs> um and then we get meatloaf he he is what meatloaf oh wait no first we're at first we have to go to makita's so at yeah, Ed yeah, Bundy's yeah. here. They- they pull up to Makita's and all the chicks dig Wayne's World. They are they're yeah. like hot stuff. Uh, and the cop. And the cop is into digs, it. Yep. Uh-huh. And we, Officer we Kaharski, get- uh I gotta say, like, I feel like so I he looked really familiar to me. And I went and looked up him on IMDB and now I really can't remember his name anymore. Fred mm-hmm. Coffin, I think is his name. What? Uh Frederick Frederick Coffin. And he wasn't really in anything that I think he was probably in X Files. Um, sure, there, there's always somebody who's in everyone's. X-Files. Like, yes, half of these people were in X Files, <laughs> like a cop in X Files or whatever. But like, he just seems to have he has like a super long career of movies that I've never heard of. Uh-huh. And I feel like is that still happening? Like, you used to go to the the video store, or the rental place, and there'd be like all these movies, and you just. I never heard of that movie, but nobody's oh, ever yeah. heard of that movie. Oh yeah, have you ever scrolled Netflix too long into the night? Because is it there's just a ne- lot of exactly stuff. Yes. It's like a whole bunch yeah. of stuff that yep. just goes to Netflix now, and that's like yeah. the the yep. sort of place the where people video, have like third tier actor careers, and yeah. not that's a bad thing. Like dudes making a living or whatever, but right, like Fred Asparagus. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Fred Al Bundy's here. Ed O'Neill takes the camera. <laughs> takes the camera and tells this super intense story. Starts in yep. the middle. He's and, a weird guy, um, I feel like. I feel like he'd be very oh, interesting to weird. talk to. Oh, in he real fucking, life, Ed O'Neill. Like. <laughs> yeah, he fucking really sells whatever weird shit is happening here. And yeah. then he's like, hey, hey, hey. And only we get to talk, but then Garth's afraid of it. Yep. And then we get 
Lara Flynn Boyle out of nowhere as uh-huh. the crazy ex-girlfriend Stacy. the psycho hose beast. A psycho hose beast. That's not nice. No, it's not nice. But she's not. So the also gun- psycho hose beast is what he has decided to use as the term he's going to call for the stand-in of his real-life ex-girlfriend. Right. 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 <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. sorry, Jennifer, or whatever. I uh-huh. bet her name was fucking Stacy, too. Um, and he says, sure, get the net. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was. I wrote that down. What does that mean? The internet? Does it mean the internet? I don't know. It's 1992. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's saying, get I don't informed even have about something. Get the gun. net. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Garth here is using a straw to sip the, to jelly, sip the jelly out of the jelly donut. Which is a choice. And it's one of those like coffee stir things. It's, it's a not really stir. a straw. <laughs> yeah. There's no way you're you fucking hard right? enough to get jelly. You're just gonna pass out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we get to Gasworks, which looks super cool. I would love to hear the shitty Beatles. Oh, I would love to hear the <laughs> shitty Beatles. But anyway, this is Meatloaf. Oh yeah! Oh I my gosh, I didn't recognize him. Love. He's like a bad at hell man. Oh, I fucking yeah, love okay. Meatloaf. Oh my oh, god. Oh, I love. I him. didn't even think of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Meatloaf. So, and they have this whole conversation. Oh, what about the shitty Beatles? Ah, oh, man, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get to see Crucial Taunt. Crucial Taunt. Listen to me. Taylor is taunt? so fucking hot. She's so hot, and she is singing. She is singing all of these songs. I was gonna. Is this really her singing? It's really her. Definitely not them playing the instruments. Sure, Uh, she plays one string on that bass guitar that she's got. Yep. Yeah, but they start with uh, "Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire." Uh huh. Have only one burning desire. She's so good. I didn't oh, I think it. it was really her. Okay. It's really her. Um, she actually released like a pop album, but her like preferred like style doesn't really sound necessarily the same. Like it's not as rocky as what yeah. people might have thought after seeing her in this. She goes, it's not really right. the kind of like girl I am. That was me acting. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> she gave up a spot on Baywatch to be in this movie. Okay. And later she voiced... Uh, the sister in Lilo and Stitch, right around the same time she posed for Playboy. So, a, I mean, it's, it's a, there was probably some well promotional rounded. tie-ins. Well-rounded, you know? They did some product placement. In- <laughs> sure. <laughs> for some reason, Garth has a cattle prod belt. I don't know what's going on, but this is so random. There, it's not like anything is, in this movie isn't random, but like... Right. He, he so this the is guy the part, goodbye, calls yeah. him a nerd or something. And he, they play yeah. the offbeat Mission Impossible the mission, theme. Yep, yep. While he goes and gears up in his car, and he puts like a battery belt on, and a weird taser, and he goes back and tases the guy across the room. It's wild. Nothing and the else weirdest, happens. And the weirdest part about it, like there's so many weird non sequitur gags in this movie mm-hmm. that I noticed this time that I never noticed before (laughs) i think that my impression was that maybe it was more of a cohesive story than right not that it's not but like just that there's so many scenes that don't need to be there because there's like these i don't know so i definitely forgot all these weird little non sequiturs right like there's all these little skits interspersed that don't really that's really what it is so we have a whole and then he later he's like doing some gadgety thing so obviously it's like a thing that garth quote is like into I don't know, but anyway, this is also where we get Dream Weaver. Dream Weaver, which uh, very good. Swing. It's not a great segment on your show, but mm. I also like appreciate the sentiment internally. Like <laughs> I, I was um, wondering how you feel about swing. I don't feel like we should do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I also feel like internally, the horny, like, you know, half of the classroom of unruly children in my head are very horny for pretty much everybody. And okay. just between us pals. Mm-hmm. Swing. Um, okay. Okay. So little swings, not the full pelvic. No, not a whole Claudia Schiffer segment on our show. Right. Groinal thrust. Temple. Oh, good no, Lord. No, 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 no. Inappropriate. No. Yeah, not okay. Right. <laughs> Uh, Me Too movement. No, thank you. Time's up. Um, but like internally, we can appreciate. Okay, okay. And I love Dream 
team with Eva. I just love it. I love it so mm-hmm. funny because I love it. Mm-hmm. And also, I need to tell you an important thing. As you know. Oh, okay. I watch um, the movies with subtitles. Serious. and Yes. yes the subtitles you know, in this movie were messed up. They were, but but also, but also, we get like a lot of thought. They like talk a lot about the like musical interludes. <laughs> and so it says here, face melting whale. <laughs> when she goes, wow. <laughs> Or Man, whatever you must have been listening to better, or list, you were listening to better uh, subtitles than me. Watching Heavy metal whaling, face melting whale. Well, okay. Um, and so I, I just said that, that. mine had like errors in it and stuff. What was I watching? Face melting final whale. I love okay. it. So we get we get that. I took pictures because I feel like these could be memes. <laughs> um, later, when um, Stacy's on screen after she like does the like, I I like hurt myself. It's delusional twittering. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like delusional tittering is uh, my band name. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna say it's another good band name. Crucial Taunt's a pretty good band name. Crucial Taunt's pretty good. Yeah. It feels like a D and D thing, like a yeah, bard, yeah, like you know, it's a bardic <laughs> spell. Um, so then we get to this like meeting with Rob Lowe and his buddy and the Noah's Arcade guy. Oh, but there is it. Uh... They're in the car first, I think, and they do the pardon me. Do you have any gray poupon? Oh, yes, probably. Which Again, was also definitely a thing. It a was definitely a thing. Yes, Weird yeah. non sequitur commercial that used to be on. Yeah, so Rob Lowe manages to make Brian Doyle Murray, Noah's arcade guy, think uh like think it's his yeah. own idea yeah. that he would sponsor this show. For what's his evil plan here? Money? He's going to get money from. No, I was trying to figure out what his angle was. Advertising money? Like, time, I guess yeah. if he gets lots of money from Brian Doyle Murray to sponsor and then he gives them not a lot of money and he's in the middle of yeah, so it. Yeah, he gets gave them it, maybe? five grand and like. Mm-hmm. Right. Like stole the show from them because they don't know right. how to read the con- they didn't read the contract well question well, mark so. and so yeah it's, it's for like quote evil business reasons like I don't I right, assume right, it's right. money but he, my favorite he line does here is kids no dick kids no dick <laughs> I watch them pumping quarters into machines also, every day in my arcades <laughs> so. that's a very good Brian Doyle Murray thank you for that uh, Paul nothing <laughs> makes my heart warmer than when you compliment my shitty impressions and you. <laughs> It's so good. Thank you so much. Uh, Kurt um, Fuller also here for no reason. Uh, yes, Kurt who, Fuller just doing everything he needs to do in the scene. Yes. <laughs> in every scene. I feel like he just shows up in random places. I, he don't, know. D- I don't even know if he gets hired. He just shows up. <laughs> and then yeah, he's right? just in scenes. And, right. and again, he's doing everything he needs to do later. He's wearing a windbreaker that is so choice. <laughs> There's a lot of really 90s switchy, 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 switchy. Uh, fashion in this movie. Yeah. yeah. That from like Cassandra's dresses and stuff. Yeah. To the, there, there's like a definite contrast that was trying to be drawn between Wayne and Garth's posse of yes. wardrobe and then like Rob Lowe's posse and wardrobe. So here's what's funny to me though is like all of the like. I don't know the Wayne's World guys, like the like heavy metal like fan type of mm-hmm. guys. That outfit never fucking changes. <laughs> I was friends with those guys in high school, and I still know those guys now. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're wearing our band shirts. Uh-huh. Yep. We're wearing ripped jeans. Mm-hmm. Possibly we've combed our hair at some point now that we're forty, but maybe not. Like. Um, I feel like that costume doesn't really change. Possibly the cut of jeans. Obviously, right. in our yeah. high school years, we would have had gigantic Jinko jeans <laughs> with a 952-inch inseam. That shocks mm-hmm. me deeply. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Okay. And so that's also not surprising. <laughs> no. But <laughs> with the chain. They're, they're, um, they were back for a minute, but I don't think they're back they anymore. Were, they were. Um, all of my wide leg things had a had a hammer loop just in case like I was, I don't know, a fucking construction worker. I feel like that doesn't you, change you as much. But I, Hold on. I want to just pause oh, here no. and mention Jenko jeans are still a thing. You can go to their website and purchase Jenko jeans. Do you want to guess like the base price for a, just a plain old... Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's two hundred and sixty dollars. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> also, this dude, this he's not modeling at all. He looks like his head is on backwards. 
Oh, it does or- look like his head is on backwards. What's happening? <laughs> oh, I was closer right way around, but I don't know. What's oh no! Going on with this dude. <laughs> oh no! Two hundred and sixty goddamn dollars. Mm-hmm. That's probably how expensive did they were in the first a, place. You could resell them as. Did you put them? I had knockoffs. I had knockoffs. I had Hills knockoffs. Anyway, the corduroy versions are two hundred eighty dollars. Just Jesus saying. fucking Christ! Eat a dick. Anyway, he looks like he's from Star Wars. Oh no, this is a Star Wars costume. Oh yeah, this really is. Those fucking (laughs) pants. You could smuggle a a country, a whole family of refugees in those pants. And then because we live in Buffalo and they touch the ground, they just wick moisture every time it snows, and you're you're wet all up to your knees. (laughs) Your pants weigh forty five pounds. Oh fucking disgusting. (laughs) Oh god. You'd have oh, to hold him up walking up the stairs like a princess. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that was that was a great sidebar. <laughs> yep. Um. Anyway, they show up. They take Wayne and Garthy takes them to a pineapple restaurant. It looks like SpongeBob's house. <laughs> um. The drink that they give Garth is like one of those giant bowls with like six fucking umbrellas and he can't figure out how to drink it <laughs> excuse me baking excuse powder me. what is baking powder beg your pardon oh geez okay i didn't get that wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so then this is where garth oh i drops my pen and he talks to, <laughs> so you can talk to the camera yeah. the camera but he's like does this seem weird and he's like concerned but then he doesn't stop any of it from happening he has all these misgivings but he never like says them to wayne and he never Mm -hmm. like anyway so then we're back at the gas works and roblo makes his first shot at uh cassandra and then wayne and cassandra speak cantonese together yep there's (laughs) one throw away of him learning cantonese on tape in the mechanic shop and now he's fluent that's totally how that works Um, i'm gonna go get the tape that he has so i can learn another language (laughs) Um, he, they have that gag where like he stops talking for a really long time and the subtitles keep going. Um, so this is all, this is all whatever's happening. And then Stacy comes, just trying to make that guy jealous and they fall through the roof. Mm-hmm. So we had a neck brace, which is cool. Um, <laughs> this is all weird psychobabble talk too, the way that they're talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to like tell him about himself and his ex-girlfriend and blah blah blah. They she connect. has nice legs, but no self-esteem. Right. And then we cut to them talking on the car where they're looking up at the stars. This is one of the best lines in this whole movie. Which did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? And he's like, ah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, Cass is a babe. If she were president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. That's beautiful. Yep. Um, I call my kids bro all the time when they're being annoying. And then I do lots of different versions of bro. And I have incorporated Abraham Lincoln, which totally doesn't make <laughs> sense. But it's funny to me. And uh, my kid... I called me that earlier today. Like it's a real thing. I was like, great. That's what, that's my own fault. <laughs> nice, and nice. I have done that. They made Wayne's basement in the TV studio. <laughs> yeah. And they trippy. do the green screen. And then we get to hi, I'm in Delaware. I'm in Delaware. <laughs> that's how <laughs> I felt. The one and only time I hung out like, in Delaware. He's like, <laughs> he's like I, I got a gun. gun. Let's go to Broadway yeah. show. That's <laughs> what I know, but mm-hmm. New York too. Um, and then Noah tries to rap. A sphincter says what? A sphincter says what? I, that w- There's like a lot of forced 90s slang in this movie. Like we really did say these things. You really which, did say these things. Really Excuse me? Baking powder? <laughs> People said that. And I feel like they said it because Wayne said it. So what's the one thing in this movie, the one 90s, early 90s slang, do you think deserves a comeback? What could you bring back from this movie? Not much that I've heard so far. I don't know. Do you have got? Do you have one? No, I don't know. Maybe not. You know, you like um, yeah. the sarcastic not. Yeah, like we said that. Oh I yeah, feel like I, I think said that'll that be lot. super cool. Not. Uh-huh. Yeah, not. that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they even say as if a couple times. Hmm. This. Let me get this hockey game on. Again, why are we having a game? Why why is this even happening? 
because this is a, the only thing is like at this moment we get. Do you ever get the feeling like Benjamin's not one of us? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Stacy crashes over the car and has nervous twittering, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> delusional twittering or whatever. But yeah, there's no like there's no reason for this. But then there's like that one line is important, just like the throwaway right. mechanic thing earlier. We saw right. him like, but like it's not. I don't know, whatever. Um, then we get to the shop, the basement, the set, the somewhere, and Garth is making a robot hand. Somewhere. Yes. Okay. He's- I was going to ask you, what is happening here? <laughs> Who knows? I don't like think vaguely- I ever noticed the robot hand before this. No, and he's vaguely threatening. He's vaguely threatening Roblo, and then he beats the shit out of that hand with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Probably trying to make me alive. Yeah. And- no, what's happening with this? Yeah, who knows? Okay. And then we cut to we cut to in the car, and they're he's driving with Cassandra, and they do, "Hey, hey Mickey. Mickey, you're so fun, you're so fun." <laughs> Which why again? Why? And uh-huh. then she's super psyched that he has a CD player. Yeah. Can I just say, <laughs> if say. you had a CD player, say taped to your dashboard like that, mm-hmm. at this moment in what are we? 1992, whatever. That shit skipped every single. It would be skipping like mad. They would you would not mm-hmm. want to listen to it in the car like that because it would just be skipping. Then I remember when they came out with the discmans who had like the skip protection the stabilizer. Stabilizer, but it took so much. It took so much battery. <laughs> what was it doing? I don't know. What did it do? How did it work? Yep. So you could actually listen to it in the car. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wild. Just, just get protection. Fucking for no reason. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they're in the, they buy that he buys the guitar. Yeah, no stairway. Oh, no stairway. Denied. <laughs> no stairway to heaven. Um, that's a real every, thing. Don't do that. That's a real thing. Don't. Every person I've ever known who picks up a guitar goes, <laughs> and one of them notes <laughs> off. We also get a Garth drum solo here. Yeah. And this is really Dana the, Carvey, from what I understand. This is really Dana he Carvey. He can play the drums, yeah. And like he played the drums for the his character, um, the preacher, the with church lady. On church SNL. lady played the drums. Yeah, I don't remember that. Um, I remember what church was lady. Her name? Uh, church lady. The the um, subtitle here is "True Rock Legend Drum Solo." Okay, true rock legend. Yep. Yeah, it's really it's really happening. So that happened, and then he goes, "I like to play." Yeah. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> Ru- Russell says, "Yeah, I think that'll be fine." Not, and then he goes, like, "Oh, excuse me, <laughs> it's all embarrassed." Yes, he's starting yeah. to turn to the dark side. <laughs> he's turning. Yep, he's turning. So then he, they that do was this like whole some product. foreshadowing that was very it deep. It was <laughs> very well done. Um, and then we get the whole product placement argument. Yes. About how he doesn't want to do the ads, and he's like, he's doing. He's got Hut. my favorite. He's got my favorite old Doritos bag. I love the old Doritos, Doritos bag, and it shows up <laughs> in so many things. Uh, yeah, we got Reebok, Mountain Dew, New Prince. Oh, the whole Reebok outfit. Oh yeah. my god, it's just stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. N- little um, yellow so different. Does little New Prince still exist? Even I like, I remember know. that I commercial. The choice of a new generation. Too. The Pepsi. Then we go back for more donuts, and, and Ed again, O'Neill is weird again. Al Bundy, real dark, real quick. That guy got laid off for some <laughs> reason. We have to hear that story. I was thinking about filing a grievance. Oh well, okay. <laughs> um, but then this is where we get the Foxy song, which I feel like again, like yeah. this is something that I really remember. Um, super funny, super good, really good song. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um, and then we cut to a very unsightly shot of, yeah, gratuitous sexing, a very yeah. unsightly shot of Tidy Whitey's. I was going to ask how you felt about Mike Myers and well, his Tidy Whitey's. That he has you see clearly his pulled up his crotch as He's far as really it will pulled go. up his crotch. Yeah. You see his whole actual butt and um, yeah. So I Married an Ex-Murder. Um, but I, <laughs> camera one, camera two, camera one. Um, his feathered wig is so heinous. This is the only scene in the whole movie where he's not wearing a hat. Yeah. So you can like really see it, his butt and his belly. It's so much. But also mm-hmm. like, I think that they did a good job of like capturing the silliness between 
to people being like goofy. I don't know. It's cute. And and also I probably didn't need to see his butt cheeks. But you know, you know, it's not my business. So then they all go go over to to Rablo's house. house. This is a red dress. This is a red dress right now. Yeah. Yeah. She has, she has multiple red dresses in She this does, because later she has one that's only made of lace, but right. she looks great here, too. Yeah. Um, Garth, again, talks to the camera, check out this babe layer. I wouldn't be bringing my <laughs> girlfriend here. He's got, he does, okay, he does the douchey champagne speech. And, like, uh-huh. I don't know, is this the, like, original douchey champagne speech, or is that, like, a, oh, like, I, I feel like I've heard, like, it like echoes through time. I don't know this. Yeah. Well, actually, it's blah blah right. blah. Certain region in France. Um, he's got pickup chicks books, like <laughs> on the on the table on the, on the table. <laughs> Bitches can't read. They would have never noticed. Um, they're admiring but, his house, and he says it costs a lot to live this free, which I felt yeah. like it was like actually a really good line. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a day planner. <laughs> <laughs> stupid Purchase. TV show yeah, and exploit yeah, yeah. it. And he was like, oh, I feel bad for whoever that is. <laughs> um, and he gives them Alice Cooper tickets, clearly to get rid of them. Yeah. And they're like, hell yeah. And then he speaks flawless Cantonese and he's like, yep. oh, fuck. I, my favorite part maybe of this whole scene is they go to toast and they all have champagne glasses and Garth is behind them and he goes to toast and realizes he has no glass in his hand and he just oh. like, looks confused. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Then we cut to, like, presumably, I don't know, the next day, whatever, and they're at practice. In the car? That just sounds Wait, so no. good. They oh, have the, what? They, in their car, they have apparently installed oh, a no, licorice rope this. dispenser. Yeah. Okay. The red rope licorice. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get, we just cut to, like, she's doing practice, and then he's inviting her to out to lunch or whatever but that song why you wanna break my heart yeah. ooh, ooh, it's a good song so and then later it plays when they're having a fight <laughs> ah. in the background but she's so great and so pretty i like how the band mates never like have a name or personality right. or anything right. they're just like her <laughs> band but i think that's actually a really good song Anyway, so yeah, then we get the red rope cutter and we get a Milwaukee montage. Yeah, we do a Laverne and Shirley. uh, We do Shlemiel, (laughs) Shlemazel. Yeah. Uh, We do all that. We do... Hoss and Pfeffer. Something. Yep, we get to Alice Cooper and we get Chris Farley and he gives way too much information. (laughs) 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 And uh, they're like, well, that was a lot of information. Mm -hmm. Then they go back in, and this is where we get the Alice Cooper speech on Milwaukee, yeah, <laughs> or Milwaukee, mm-hmm. yeah, which is maybe true. He goes, "I was not aware of that." <laughs> in a way <laughs> that I also feel like I hear in my head a lot. Well, I was not aware of that because he uh-huh. doesn't know what else to say. And then we get the "We're not worthy," we're which not is worthy. like a very quotable yep. thing. And yep. I love the post. Alice Cooper just gave this totally chill little speech, and all the other bandmates are like, "Interesting." We do history time with Daddy Alice Cooper all the time. And then he <laughs> he does this speech, and he gives the ring. He like gives his kiss my ring yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's super funny to me. Um. So then we're going to film Wayne's World and we get like the yucky song intro and he has written mean things on the cards. Sphincter boy. This man has no penis, blows goats. I have proof. Mm -hmm. Poor Brian Doyle. He gets gets fired. Yeah. His wife thinks he did so good though. Yes. Did you know she came up with the name? <laughs> and they have uh, a fight Garth, about it. Garth and is by it himself. Does suck for Garth. Yeah, yeah. Garth's poor head almost explodes. And um, like <laughs> he plants the jealousy seeds, you know, here in this fight about Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. And Wayne is shitty and jealous. And then he's having a little tantrum. So they like kind of like low key break up. And yeah. good for her. She's Until like, fuck off. I don't need that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, I, thought meant, I thought you meant I Wayne and Garth broke up. <laughs> well, they kind of break up, <laughs> and he's like, the handle breaks up. <laughs> and then, and then he goes to Cassandra, and he's shitty, and they, ca- yeah. she, you know, sends him away. And then the, he's bitching, and the camera tries to leave, and he's like, "No, wait." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Garth is like murdering a donut. Yes. He's made a whole like monster Just out like of this a donut. Voodoo monster donut. Yeah. yeah. And Wayne does like a shitty apology, and he says, "Fine." Um, 
And then again, yes. we get, I always wanted to open a door for a room full of people training. To be <laughs> There's like a bunch of commando like, guys in there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just so weird. <laughs> yep. But then they carve out this ridiculous plan to like play her music for Mr. Sharp or whatever. Mm-hmm. It seems like too much information at the time. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> in the donut shop wants to help. Yes. And then we get to the video and Cassandra is wearing a snake. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's heavy as shit. And this very much is like a precursor to your Britney Spears, I'm a slave for you, I feel like, later on. <laughs> like, she walked so Britney could run. Okay. Um, and she obviously looks very hot, but this is pretty stupid. <laughs> She's pretty not stupid. having fun. And Wayne gets pulled over by Liquid Metal Guy from by Terminator Robert, 2 for no Robert Patrick, yes. fucking no reason. <laughs> no reason. Um, Have you seen this boy? Yeah. And okay. he was like, I thought that was stupid, but the audience loved it. I'm like, did they? And also now, <laughs> like, all these references were so, like, 1992. Yeah. And so now yeah. you're like, this is stupid. Whatever. <laughs> Wayne shows up. He whacks a camera. He, like, wrecks the camera. Yes, he's trying to She's expose like, Benjamin. Home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he says, go home. She says, go home. But then she immediately jumps in with him. And again, this is also shitty because now she just left her whole band. She did leave her whole band behind. Uh, multiple times, I feel like she's just like, bye, guys. And they have like a contract with him. Yes, like, she's, yes. he's put all this money. And like, that's not like a good move for your career, I feel like. Right. Um, it's not my business, but like, whatever. Then we get Russell in a full on glorious tracksuit. I'm like, Garth and falls and he's just like, wait up, guys. I fell on my keys. I fell on my keys. <laughs> but Garth talks him down. And then he's like, no, no, no. Benjamin is no one's friend. If he was an yep. ice cream flavor, he'd be prowling for <laughs> dick. Dick. <laughs> and I want to say that now. We got to make sure we put that in the insult watch. Right. Prowling's a dick. <laughs> um, so now he's a, now they're friends. So we've converted Russell. I love you, Matt. No, I love you, Matt. Just say, just say okay. <laughs> and then the friend cop pulls over Benjamin and we get the, we get the, the proctology exam. Yikes yeah, also unneeded. Also unneeded. Um, okay, and now we get to the end, and we get to the red dress, and we get we get to the song, and she's so <laughs> <laughs> ballroom blitz. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I see a man in the back. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. None of them are even close to playing their instruments for this song. Can't tell you how much I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally. Okay. I am a mediocre singer at best, and I cannot write songs, and I'm never going to be like I was a lead singer for five minutes. It's whatever. It's fine. I've got a lot of skills. I don't need to do that, but I need to tell you that I watched this, and I was like, I need to marry her, and I need to be her. I want to be (laughs) in that dress. I want to be singing like that. I want to be front woman of a band full of super hard-rocking dudes, and I want Mm. All of that, like that, I my little however the hell old I was self saw this and that, like it was yeah. everything I wanted to be in my heart space. Mm. I was like, holy shit! So that was very much an impression on me, and I knew every word to that song, and I would wail it to my little heart's content and try to scream Aww. sing. We've been practicing scream singing in our house. Um, Justin's band is uh, recording, and um, I can't do it, but he can. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that scares the cats. They're ready to move out. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, she's incredible. She's so hot. That's such a cool song. Um, I love it. So, anywho, that was my story about that. Uh, Rob Lowe shows up and his booty hole hurts. Yep. And then we get like our three different endings. Three different endings. We get everything so burns down. So we get the down. sad ending. Yep. Everything burns down. And then we do the doodly doo fingers, which I appreciate very much. We get the Scooby Doo ending. Uh-huh. He was old man Withers all along. All along. <laughs> and then we get the mega happy ending. Uh-huh. So Cassandra gets her album deal and they are in love. And even Rob Lowe learned a lesson. Dream Woman Platonic shows up love. and smooches Gar. Uh, <laughs> platonic <laughs> yeah, love can exist Russell between gets, two grown men. Yeah. <laughs> Russell learns about platonic love. <laughs> and yep. then everybody's happy and it's the end. Yeah. Fish net. I don't and really get the fish thing, I'm going to say. I don't either. Um... They talk over the credits, like, multiple times. If you watch the credits, they come back, and they're like, what's going to happen I... at the end? And a bonus gold star to anyone who realized that my bad synopsis was 
their synopsis of the movie at the end when they're talking over the credits and they say, I hope people thought this was an entertaining, whimsical, and yet relevant film with underlying revisionist conceit that belies its emotional attachments to the subject matter. And that was from Wayne. That was their what they hope people thought of this movie. So I did not. And that reminds me of in Clueless when he when Donald Faison gives a little speech about why they talk the way they talk. <laughs> And she goes, guys use really big words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a really good school, she says. Anyway, what do you okay. think? Well, so okay, okay. I'm I'm two minds of this. This feels like similar to I forget which now. I forget last year we talked about one where we were like, this is canon for people our age, but like we don't yes. need to pass it on. It feels like there's a lot of references in this that like my That was just Breakfast gonna, Club yeah, that we talked about. Breakfast Club that there's a lot of early nineties stuff that's very specific to early nineties. And I was like, well, maybe this is like, Hey, look, I don't, this is, it didn't feel like this was authentic enough to be like, here's a window into early nineties, but also I don't know where I'm at at this. I think, yeah, for our generation, I don't know if I would show it to my son. Is this in your canon? I don't know. You can help me figure it out. So I feel like you feel, I feel like, I have a hard time imagining anybody our age who would be likely to enjoy this that hasn't already seen it. That's true. You know what I mean? But so I feel like they should if they haven't. Um, I feel like if you are our age and you're looking for a nostalgia piece, especially if you've had a couple pops and or a gummy of some kind, you might want to (laughs) laugh at some of this because honestly, it would make those little stupid references more funny. Okay, Um, that makes sense. (laughs) Because they don't, I don't think we do a lot of movies that way anymore. No. Where Mm-mm. they're, you know what it reminds me of like, kind of like a family guy where hmm. it like pops into some other weird reference or some bizarre thing, or you have this like kind of thing that goes nowhere. Like it's not like a tight right. plot structure. Oh gosh, no. And I, yeah. I think our storytelling, you know, I think filmmaking and storytelling kind of goes through trends phases whatever and we don't really tell stories in this way anymore yeah with as many little things like that i don't know that like my kids need to have seen this movie right i i don't know that they would enjoy it as much some of the jokes but i also like i don't know that they really hold up um it didn't i will say i was pleased that there was nothing too bad about it i mean the schwing stuff is not cute um but in general you know, nothing nothing came out to be very inappropriate or super gross. No. Um, so yeah. I was happy about that. I think if I showed my girls Tia Carrere singing in that dress that they would lose their fucking minds. <laughs> I, they love they love a good musical act. Yeah. And I don't even know that that's like something they need to see. Mm-hmm. I was obviously already gay when I saw it, but I don't think it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> They they can watch plenty of other current women right. be awesome right. on stage. Yeah. They don't, you know what I mean. But th- but she, I mean, she did a great job. She did everything she needed to do. I I actually went down a little bit of a rabbit hole about why she wasn't more famous hmm. because I thought she did such a good job in this for being a kind of yeah. a mediocre movie. Like I thought she really did a right. good job, and she was so hot. And she was in the second one. Um, I didn't find a real good reason. I mean, she's been working steadily all this time, so. But um, so I didn't say anything about my verdict. I don't know. <laughs> so probably not. I, but I do. I think I'm a no for yeah. that, like that reason. I don't think there's anything here that's like, yeah, you need to see this. I don't, but I, don't know. I do think if you're like our age, you probably should have seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you know what I mean? yeah. And, you know, I do think that was a lesson and if you're going to be a cover band, find songs that are good to cover and then do a good job at them. <laughs> okay. Because they do a couple. Yeah. Crucial Taunt does a couple. They did Let Me Stand Next to You. They do a couple throughout. And they pick good ones for her range. They all sound great. And they're songs that when you hear it, you're like, I forgot about that one. That was a good one. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a good lesson for you if you're ever going to do a shitty cover band. That's my story about that, I think. Yeah. That's it, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, but I didn't, I wasn't mad that I watched it. And it was fun to talk about it with you. So if you're of our age and you're thinking nostalgic thoughts about it, go ahead and watch it. You probably won't be mad. (laughs) 
Probably not. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. Find us online and all the things. We're at Nerd Cannon. Consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdcanon. And we'll see you in two mm-hmm. weeks with... Real genius. Real genius. We have a, we have a kind of a crisis. Beth oh. really needs your help. I feel like I should play the In the Arms of an Angel song here. Um, <gasps> because I have pretty much completely filled our calendar for the coming year with stuff. And Beth really needs your help in putting things that more people will have seen and understand than oh. the things that I'm putting on the list. Oh, yeah. So, so if anyone has in, any suggestions, <laughs> if you're still you here, let me send know. in your suggestions. Because I put like crawl on the list, and like probably nobody but me knows what crawl is. Um, oh, I know what crawl is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, let us know if there's something that you think that we should watch. Yeah. Anyway, until next time. Keep the nerd alive. Woo-hoo. Party on. Party on. <laughs>